Welcome to the Houston Strength Podcast. Let's uncover your strength. What's going on, guys? This is Jordan with the Houston Strength Podcast, and Happy New Year. Today, we're going to be talking about building a fitness routine. So I just wanted to kind of simplify my uh, programming and session structure into a podcast where you can just listen to this and then if you're going to approach putting a routine together yourself hopefully you'll have a better idea of how to do that when it comes to your health and fitness i've had a couple people ask me about this figured it would be easier for me to just make this podcast so first step i think it's important to clearly define what your goals are and i like to use the smart approach to goal setting so that's specific measurable achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And uh, I also like to set goals in three categories for my clients. So I like to set a goal that's relevant to your health. So this could be lowering your resting heart rate or something like that. I like to set a strength goal. So this could be doing more pull-ups or improving my back squat. And then I also like to set something that's more cardio-based. So this could be you know, on the rowing machine or a bike or jogging a mile, your time for that. But I think it's important to separate it into those three uh, so that you have a well-rounded routine. You're not just chasing a max squat while your conditioning suffers and your general health can actually get worse when chasing some of those strength goals. So once you've decided on your main goals, I think it's important to take a step back and find out how much time can you realistically dedicate to your health and fitness routine? So think about all of your obligations, both personal and professional, and figure out how many sessions and about how long each session should be that you can do for an extended period of time. I like to give myself nine to 12 weeks minimum on a program before progressing to the next program. And that's because I like to do things in three week phases. So this allows me to go three to four phases within a program. So next, it's time to decide on your split. This means how you will split up your muscle groups for workouts across the number of sessions that we just decided on. So I'll share a few ways that I like to split muscle groups up for two to five days a week. I do feel that two days a week is the minimum you need to a lot to truly see progress in the gym. So if you're doing two days a week, I would recommend going full body for both of them. I think it's important to hit muscle groups multiple times to stimulate growth. And uh, especially if you're training for performance, you need to repeat efforts. You can't just do a different thing every day or every week over week and expect to see progress. So if you're doing three days a week, I like full body again, uh, or you can also, another split I like to do is do an upper body day, a lower body day, and a full body day. If you bump yourself to four days a week, and this is what I typically will do, is I'll do an upper lower, upper lower. So I'm going upper body twice a week, lower body twice a week. I also like and have done in the past where I'll do a push day, a pull day, a leg day, and a full body day for four days a week. And then when you get to five days a week, uh, something I've done in the past is push, pull legs up or lower. So you got five workouts there. Or if you're really training for aesthetics, hypertrophy, uh, you can go a chest day, a back day, a shoulder day, an arm day, and a leg day. So that's a few different ways you can split it up. And then uh, from there, 
you've got to pick some indicator exercises for the fundamental movement patterns. And it's important to consider your goals again and whether these movements need to have more of an explosive, a strength, a hypertrophy, or endurance emphasis. So I'll share a couple indicator exercises that I use for some of my clients and myself uh, for each pattern. So for your horizontal pushes, uh, I like to use push-ups and bench press variations. For horizontal pulls, we love the inverted row. We'll do that on the TRX or off the barbell or a dumbbell or barbell row variation. For a vertical push, I love a dumbbell or barbell overhead press, and then we also will use the landmine a lot. For a vertical pull, pull-ups are great. We also do the lat pull-down for some people that might not be able to perform a pull-up. For squats, we usually will start with a goblet squat variation and progress to a barbell squat variation. For hip hinging, we love box jumps and then deadlift variations. For single legs, we'll do all types of lunges and step-ups. And then for carrying and dragging, I love the farmer's carry variations and then sled, drag, and push-pull variations if you do have one. Next, it's important to figure out what your accessory movements should be. And I think it's important to consider any postural or muscle imbalances or any issues you're working around uh, because some volume in your warm-ups and in these accessory movements can help bring them up and ultimately fix some of these issues. So I'll share a few common things that I've encountered with myself and with clients that you may have going on and some accessory movements that you can use to work on them. So if you have bad posture, just a weak upper back, we love to use the bands for face pulls, pull-aparts. And then I also like just doing isometric holds in the YWT positions. If you're experiencing low back pain, glute bridges, and banded hip abduction and adduction is excellent to work on that. You always want to address the pain points, uh, the joints above and below the pain points. So if my low back's bothering me, I'm going to look at my mid-back and I'm also going to look at my hips. For knee pain, we like to do TKEs, terminal knee extensions, as well as step-up variations, usually starting out pretty low and then working it up. For shoulder pain, love wall slides and then banded internal and external rotation. So just something to consider with your accessory work. We we quickly move to the the things that we see. So, you know, for guys, it's usually working the biceps or the chest extra in the accessory work. But I really think if you have any type of soft tissue damage or you have joint issues, issues with any of your joints, or if you have some type of underlying condition, you should really consider this when picking your accessory movements. Lastly, and very importantly, I think it's important to consider where you will put your cardio. So I think it's best to keep it in a separate session. I've been trying to do most of mine outside, but if you must, you definitely can combine it with your resistance training workouts. And I just wanted to share that if you're doing sprint workouts, I think those are best suited at the beginning of the workout. And if you're going to do a steady state cardio session uh, and your resistance training together, I think that's best at the end. But make sure you have a blend of that high intensity interval training, your your sprints, and then also that low intensity steady state. So just going for a walk. I've been getting on the bike recently. You want to make sure you have a little bit of both of that within your week and within your program. So take these tips and use this format to put your workout plan together and hit the new year with some structure as you get into the gym.
Thank you guys for listening, and we will be back very soon for another episode. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to catch the next episode of the Houston Strength Podcast and uncover your strength.